So about 20 years ago, I started doing a lot of, a lot of hiking in the woods. It started out playing the game geocaching, which was very, very new at that time. And it ended up just being a, a way to get out in nature, get out and, and see some of the countryside around us. And then, then it kind of became a, a way of challenging myself to do a little bit more. And I ended up on a lot of long, long hikes. I, I've gone on the Appalachian Trail, not much of it, but enough of it that I can make the claim that I've been on the Appalachian Trail. I've, I've hiked up to at least three high points in different states. Now I say I've hiked up, that includes the high point in the state of Kansas, uh, which you drive to, okay? Uh, but it was still all the, the, it was beautiful up there, which was, I think, about the same height as we have around here. I've been uh, I've been out on some some mountains. We don't have a lot of those around here, but I've managed to hike up a few mountains. I hiked up one called Silver Peak out in Washington State. It was a 16-hour march up and then back down. It was a lot of work, and I remember being in a place called Deems Woods in southern Indiana, leaning on my hiking stick and realizing that I was out of water and I desperately needed rescued if I was going to get back home. But about 20 years ago, I said to myself, you know, if I'm going to be doing any hiking, I need a hiking stick. And so I went out in the woods, and I found this piece of hickory. I brought it home. I stripped all the bark off of it. I started sanding it. I stained it. I sealed it. I wrapped some leather cord around it. And I said, yeah, that'll do. That'll, that'll be my hiking stick. I, I, do, I think it strikes quite a pose. You know, I, I think it looks kind of, kind of prophetic. When I carry this, you're, you're, you're thinking about Moses, right? You're thinking about Moses lifting that stick in the wilderness and there by the Red Sea and dividing the Red Sea and raising the stick as the army of, of, of Israel is, is in battle and he's urging them on with that stick. You're, you're thinking about Moses and it's easy to forget that what Moses had was a shepherd's staff, not a, not just a hiking stick. It was a, it was a shepherd's staff. It wasn't something powerful and, Prophetic, it was something to use for leading sheep around. And occasionally you'd have to bop those sheep and get them back in line and had a little hook on the end of it, I'm sure. And he would have to grab a sheep and pull it around. But that, that's what shepherds do. You know, that's what shepherds carry. You ask any kid who's ever been in a, in a church Christmas program. I've seen pictures of, of our kids here and when we were growing up in, in Christmas programs. What does a shepherd look like? Well, he's got his dad's bathrobe on. And he's got a tea towel from the kitchen, a kitchen towel on his head. And he's got an old mop handle with a, uh, with a coat hanger that's been bent and stuck on top and curved around and then glued on or, or taped on. And that's, that's what a shepherd looks like. That's what a shepherd carries. And Moses is a shepherd and he's out there in the wilderness in front of the burning bush. And you don't even have to think about it. What's he holding? Well, he's got his shepherd's staff with him. Staff he's used to lead sheep. He's, he's used that to get the sheep back in line. He's also used it to fend off the attackers when they come after him. You know, if there's any predators out there trying to steal his sheep. 40 years. 40 years with that stick. 40 years of, of wearing it down. 40 years, I got to think that his hand knew every knot, you know, every bit of wood grain. Moses knew exactly where it was. He was comfortable with that stick. He was comfortable with it, but God was about to take him beyond his comfort zone and take him someplace new. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 4 today. 
Moving on into chapter 4, verses 1 through 9, it's page 47 if you want to follow along in that blue Bible in front of you. If you've got your Bible app with you, if you search for Kansas, if you search our zip code, 61933, you can find my notes there on the Bible app. You can find every Bible reference I'm going to use today. But there in Exodus 4, out here, out here in, in the desert, alone in front of God, Moses is questioning everything. And maybe that's something you can relate to because God has plans for Moses, but Moses isn't sure about God's plans yet. Moses is very sure about what he is not. He is not a leader. He is not capable. Moses is not, count, is not talented. And no one's going to listen to me, God. No one's going to listen to me. And Moses... God has one question for Moses. And I think it's a question that he continues to ask everyone that he uses. Look in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 4 of Exodus. Moses answered, but behold, they will not believe me. <laughs> they will not believe me or listen to my voice. They will say, the Lord did not appear to you. And the Lord said to him, what's that in your hand? And Moses said, it's a staff. It's a staff. I think that's the question that God continues to ask everyone who follows Him. And it's a question we need to listen carefully to because I promise if you're listening for God's voice in your life, you will hear Him ask the same question of you. You will hear God ask you the question, what's that in your hand? And Moses' answer is very simple. He says, it's a staff. It's a stick. There's a stick in my hand. And it's the same stick that, probably the same stick that he's been carrying for, for 40 years since he's been out here leading these sheep. And, and it's a stick that reminds him, I'm just a shepherd. That, that's all I am. I'm a shepherd. I'm not a prince in Egypt. I don't belong in a palace. I don't belong back there. I think it's a stick that's also a reminder that these aren't even my sheep. Chapter 3, verse 1 tells us he's not leading his flocks. He's leading the flocks of his father-in-law, Jethro. That may not even be his stick. It might be a rental. You know, He may have borrowed that stick from someone else. That stick in his hand, it, it didn't look like much. It was a symbol to Moses of everything that he was and everything that he wasn't. So what's that in your hand? To Moses, the answer is very ordinary. It's a staff. It's a stick. But to God, it's something that He can use for His purpose. Something that God can even transform. Remember, Moses' question to God is going to be, what if they don't listen to me? What if they don't believe me? What if I'm not good enough for these people? What will you do then, God? And God doesn't have a second plan. God doesn't have someone else waiting in the wings. There's no second runner-up to where if Moses cannot fulfill the duties of his calling, someone else will step in and take the place. No, all God's got is Moses, and all Moses has is a stick. What's that in your hand? You know, when God asks you that question, when He asks you that question, how do you answer? <laughs> well, I don't know how to do anything. I don't know how to help. I don't know, I don't know how to do anything. There's nothing I'm good at. I can't help. 
God isn't asking Moses for perfection. You notice that? He's not asking Moses for perfection. He's not saying, Moses, where are you? What is your competence? Uh, where are you trained? How, how are you trained? He's asking, are you available? Are, are you willing? Are you available? And what have you got that I can use? Centuries later and on towards the end of your Bible, we come to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and here Moses with his lack of confidence, is asking, what, I, what can I possibly do? Ephesians 2.10, we hear the confidence of the Apostle Paul. We are his workmanship, he says. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So what's in your hand? What has God prepared for you to do? Now make no mistake, Moses is not qualified. <laughs> Moses is not qualified for leadership. 40 years as a, as a shepherd, 40 years as a runaway, 40 years as a murderer does not qualify you for anything. I mean, that doesn't look good on a resume. No one's going to hire you if that's all that you've got. But it's been said by other preachers, far better than me, it's been said God does not call the qualified, God qualifies the called. And in His presence, the ordinary becomes extraordinary. And you have a gift. You have an ability. You have something that you can use. Something that He has created you to use. And He longs to see you serve Him. What's that in your hand? God asks that of Moses. And He asks, uh, asks it of all of us as well, any, any one of us as we consider the things that we can do, the ways that we can serve Him. The, the, the question that we need to ask ourselves, the question that you need to ask yourself isn't just what's in your hand, but what if you weren't afraid to use it? What if you weren't afraid to use that gift, that thing that is in your hand? Uh, Moses answers God. God asks him, what's that in your hand? Moses answers, it's a staff. And then we come to verse 3, which by the way is my favorite part. Verse 3, the Lord said, throw it on the ground. And so Moses threw it on the ground and it became a serpent. And this is my favorite part. And Moses ran away from it. <laughs> Moses ran away from it. I got to say, I'm with Moses. I'm not a fan of snakes. I don't like snakes. So watch this. You ready? Watch what happens. I'm not going to do it because I'm afraid it might work. Uh, I don't want to do that. I remember being out on one of my hikes over, you know, a few years ago, and I'm on my way back to the car. I've had a lovely hike, and I'm walking along, and there on the trail in front of me, I see it laying there across the trail, sunning itself. There's a snake. And so I stopped and I just looked at it and it's not moving. And I thought, well, I could walk off in the brush to one side or the other, but you know as well as I do that if there's one on the trail, there's probably a dozen of them there on the bush just waiting to get me. And so I approached cautiously and I approached with my hiking stick out. And I was, hey, him, hey. Just kept walking towards the snake. I got close, he wasn't moving. I got right up to him and I poked him. It, it was a root. Uh, <laughs> but I could have tripped on that root. So I think my caution was still a good idea. I could have tripped. I could have fallen and hurt myself. That would have been, that would have been horrible. 
I, I don't like I don't like snakes. Moses, <laughs> Moses sees his stick. The stick that he has known for 40 years. This, the stick that he has carried. The stick that he has led sheep with. Suddenly it turns into a snake and he runs away from it. God transforms what he has. It turns into a snake. He runs away from it. And then it gets worse because verses 4 and 5, God says, Put your hand out and catch it by the tail. <laughs> no. But he put his hand out, he caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. And then God says this, that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. <laughs> I think about, I think about another shepherd that we read about in the Bible. Another shepherd that comes along years later. This time, not, a, not an 80-year-old shepherd, but just a shepherd boy. I think about David out there. David, this shepherd boy who, when he sees Goliath, this giant, taunting the armies of Israel, when he hears this Goliath cursing the name of his God, what does David say? David, the shepherd boy, not the soldier, but David in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34, David said to Saul, your servant, me, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flocks, I went after him and I struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. When he arose against me, I caught him by the beard. Don't get any ideas. And struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. David, as a child, could see what Moses couldn't see. David saw that all of those years of just being a shepherd were years of training. That God was training him during that time. David didn't just have his eyes on his staff. David had his eyes on God. And so years later, when David writes a song describing who God is to him and what God means to him, what does David say? You know the song, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not need anything else because the Lord is my shepherd. What's in your hand? Could be that what's in your hand is something you didn't want. It could be something that you're carrying is something that you did not want. It could be that what's in your hand is a long walk of grief. Mourning the loss of a spouse. Mourning the loss of a child. Mourning the loss of a parent. It could be that what, you're, what is in your hand is... <laughs> Learning what it means to be a special needs parent. Trust me, that's something you don't want in your hand. But maybe that's what's in your hand. It could be that what's in your hand is surviving abuse, surviving trauma. Maybe it's making it through a, a bad divorce, making it through a, a difficult relationship. Maybe what's in your hand is depression. Maybe what's in your hand is, is years of struggling with anxiety. Maybe what's in your hand has left you feeling empty and, and useless, but God still says, what is that? What is it that's in your hand? And what if you weren't afraid? What if you weren't afraid to trust what, what's in your hand with, to God 
And what if you weren't afraid to use it to bless others? David led his father's flocks with a staff. Moses led his father-in-law's flocks with a staff. David writes in that song in Psalm 23, verse 4, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What if God has placed something in your hand that will enable you to lead someone else through that valley that you spent way too much time in? It will enable you to lead someone through that valley of the shadow of death. Not just lead them, but show them the light. And what if, what if you weren't afraid to use what's in your hand? The answer for Moses, the answer for David, the answer for you and me, for all of us in this, the answer is to trust God with what's in your hand. Just trust God with whatever it is that's in your hand. What's in your hand? However you answer that question, please hear this. God would not have placed it in your hand if He did not want you to use it. And God would not have placed it in your hand if He hadn't equipped you to use it. He would not have led you through the valley of the shadow of death without knowing that you could help somebody else find their way. That you can encourage someone else. You can bless someone else. You can show compassion. You can show comfort. John chapter 10 Verse 14, as Jesus describes who He Himself is, who He is, what does Jesus say? I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know Me. Your your shepherd knows you. Your shepherd knows what's in your hand. Your shepherd knows what it is that you've been through. He knows the strength within yourself that you haven't even found yet. And since He's your shepherd... You can trust that He leads you and that He will lead you beyond where you are now. He will lead you to green pastures. He leads you to still waters. God turns Moses' staff into a snake. And then things get even weirder. He turns it into a snake. He turns it back. And then, well, the rest of the story, verses verses 6-9. through Again, the Lord said to Moses, put your hand inside your cloak. And he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And then God said, put it back inside your cloak. And he put his hand back inside his cloak, and when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. And God says, if they will not believe you or listen to the first sign, they may believe the latter sign. If they will not believe even these two signs listen or listen to your voice, you shall take some of the water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground, and the water that you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. I want you to notice these last two signs, the leprous hand and the water turning to blood. These are signs that are beyond Moses' training. These are things that Moses himself never learned how to do and never carried. This ends with God. What begins with a simple stick ends with God working through Moses, working wonders in His world. Wonders that change the heart of His people, even change the, heart, the hearts of the Egyptians. God is working just as God continues to work today. But it all begins with Moses' response. It all begins with our response. So what's in your hand? And what if you weren't afraid to use it? Will you trust God with what you have in your hand. We're going to wrap up our time with 
Moses next week out here in front of the burning bush. We'll, we will depart from the burning bush with Moses in verse 17 of chapter 4. It's interesting. You look at that very last verse as Moses leaves the burning bush. Verse 17, God says to Moses, And take in your hand this staff with which you shall do all the signs. Take in your hand this staff. Literally what God says to Moses as he leaves in front of the burning bush, God says, hey, don't forget your stick. <laughs> don't, don't forget your stick. You brought this with you. Don't forget to take your stick back with you. And then later in verse 20, in verse 20, after Moses is, as Moses is preparing to leave and return to Egypt with his family, verse 20 says, and so Moses took his wife and his sons and had them ride on a donkey. And he went back to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the staff of God in his hand. Now wait a minute. He took the staff of God in his hand? Did he get a new stick? No. It's the same old stick. But that stick, that staff of Moses, well, that staff probably of Jethro, right? because it's not even Moses' flocks. That, that loner staff that Moses was carrying with him is no longer the staff of Moses. It's now known as the staff of God. And Moses will continue to lead his people with that staff. He'll do good things with it. He'll divide, he'll divide a river with it. He'll also do some bad things with it. He'll strike a rock a couple of times when he's not supposed to. It's not, the, not a new stick. It's the same old staff that Moses brought. But what Moses carried with him in his ordinary life as a shepherd, what Moses carried in his failure, what Moses carried as a runaway, God has now transformed it. And it now belongs to Him. It is His workmanship created to do good works. So what's that in your hand? We could tell stories. I was telling Kathy Robinson, I, I warned Kathy, I'm going to talk about you in my sermon today. Kathy came to us a few years ago and she said, I don't know how to teach Sunday school. Don't ask me to teach Sunday school. I don't know how to do VBS. Don't, I don't know how, to, how that works. She said, I'm an accountant. What can I do? And we said, oh, Kathy. <laughs> we have things you can do as an accountant. Kathy does a wonderful job of taking care of our books. Donna and Shirley have such amazing gifts that they are willing to use. Amazing gifts on the organ and piano. Do you understand how unusual that is for a church in this day and age to have people uh, who are part of the body who are able to play like that? They have amazing talent, but, but also amazing training. They, 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 this isn't all just natural. There's been years and years of training. Not that many years, right? Because you're still pretty young. Anyway, uh, lots and lots of training and willingness to be used. You look back there in the back and Dave and Chad, and today it's Gracie, and, and uh, you ask them, what do you know about sound, and what do you know about running the screens, and they'll tell you, we don't know anything, you know? We're just willing to be used. They are willing to be used. They're willing to help. So what's in your hand? What has God given you that you are willing to give back to Him? You know, what's in your hand is not, is not the same thing as asking, what are you amazingly good at? What's in your hand is not the same thing as saying, what are you qualified to do? 
What's the amazingly wonderful thing that only you can do for this church and no one else can do? That's not the same question. Instead, it's the simple question of what is the gift that you have that you would be willing to give back to God? Can you greet people? Then we've got opportunities to greet people. Can you welcome people? We've got opportunities for you to welcome people. Can you, can you bake cookies? Oh, we got reasons for you to bake cookies. We do. Can you comfort people who are going through a loss? We've got opportunities to do that. Can you organize things? Can you help fill shoe boxes? I think we can probably use that. You know, we, we can find a way to help you fill shoe boxes. What's that in your hand? Trust, trust God with whatever He's placed in your hand. And then trust Him and watch Him transform it and watch Him use it. We're going to take communion and share communion here in just a moment. We come to communion time and it is about transformation. <laughs> Not so much the, what the bread becomes or what the cup becomes. It is about transformation in what we become. And that in sharing this together, we are no longer just individuals, but we are part of the body. And that as we share this together, we are we are called together. We are called as one. And so, so many things that we do, God has given us to where we can support one another. We can care for one another. <laughs> What's that in your hand? It is the body and blood of, of Jesus Christ. What if, what if you and I weren't afraid to let the body and blood of Jesus Christ change us? What if we weren't afraid to let Him use us in new ways? Let me pray, we'll sing, and we'll take together. Father, we thank You. Thank You that somehow Your attention is upon us, Your attention is upon our needs, and Your attention is also upon our, our abilities, as, as small as they may seem to us. But Lord, there is not a gift that You've given us, there's not a place that You've led us, there's not a... There's not a problem that we've been through that you cannot use to your glory and that you cannot use to help someone else. And so as we take today, we don't just remember what Christ has done for us, but that He calls us to care for one another, that He calls us to do for one another. And we make ourselves available. Lord, I pray that, pray that You'll show us that those things that we carry with us, those things that maybe even seem so difficult to us that they're still useful for Your kingdom, that You can still use us, that You desire to transform us. For we are Your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And so lead us in those good works. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.